0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Seems like it's been a really long time since I've been on. Um, I guess it's been just a few days, but to me it seems like, like seven, like seven days. But anyways, um, I have a couple of things that I would like to discuss. First of all, There is something that I want to discuss at a later date, maybe um, by next week. My work schedule has been so erratic and we've been so busy that I haven't had a chance to really read up on my main subject that I want to bring forward to tell you about. So I'm going to try for perhaps Monday or Tuesday, something like that. I really haven't had the time. As a matter of fact, I had to make time today to come on and talk about these couple of things. Um, One of the reasons is because I don't want to stay away for too long. Then it's more difficult for me to get get it together, you know, and get back into it. The way my mind works, I am like off onto different things and different subjects so much because I have a hard time staying on task. Okay. So I don't want to um, stay away too long because then it will be even more difficult for me to do and talk about what I want to say. Anyhow, um, I know it may be a bit confusing when I put it that way, but that's the only way I can describe it. That's just how my brain is wired. It's kind of like something's crisscrossing in there, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about is this is something that I didn't know about until like yesterday. So I didn't plan on talking about this. This is brand new. But one of my coworkers was telling me a story about her aunt uncle. So apparently her uncle is a police officer. So he works on like nights, doesn't get home until in the morning. So her aunt is alone at home a lot. They don't have any children yet. So she's totally alone, except for her dog. She has like this little dog, but anyhow... She says that she thought she heard a noise downstairs, and for a moment, she thought maybe her husband came home early, even though he will always call her or text her if that's the case. So she hears this noise downstairs, and she says that their house echoes a lot because of the high ceilings and all of the tile flooring downstairs as well as the countertops you know you've got a lot of tile and granite or what have you with plus the high ceilings you're going to get a lot of echo so it's very easy to hear if somebody's walking around down there so this happened i guess around her bedtime maybe it was around midnight so she hears this sound and She wasn't all the way asleep, but kind of drifting off. So she wakes up and she sits up in her bed and she hears something again. So she calls her husband's name and she doesn't get an answer, but she figures, well, you know, that's not a big deal. Maybe he can't hear me. So she gets up, she opens her bedroom door and she looks downstairs and she doesn't see anything, but she hears this sound again. She says that when she first heard it like when it woke her up it sounded like maybe the something fell because it echoed something hit the the tile floor and then when she heard it the second time it kind of sounded like a shuffling sound but now she's at the top of the stairs and she hears another sound, but she said it sounds like a flapping type of sound. And every, it's all dark. So she thought that maybe now there's somebody in her house, but everything is secured, and they have an alarm system in their house. So she stands up there. She doesn't really know what to do. So she starts coming down the stairs slowly, looking around. Everything seems to be in order. So she gets down to the bottom of the stairs and she starts making her way to the kitchen where there's an adjoining like family room type of place. And she sees what looks to be a man, but she sees him in like a silhouette. She sees the side profile of his face. Now not to mention it's completely dark. So whatever light is coming from outside or maybe from night lights in their house is why she can see this silhouette of this thing that looks like a man. She said it looked like he had like a beak-type nose. That's all she could really notice besides it being dark. Like he was wearing some type of dark clothing. And she started to scream, but she said it was like her scream got stuck in her throat. So she started making sounds like, <laughs> like that. She couldn't make another sound. She couldn't scream. She couldn't speak. She was just like, <laughs> she was so scared. When this thing stands up, all right? This thing stands up and it like opens where it would have been arms, you know, like you're going to stretch your arms out to the sides. And she said they were wings. Oh, I got goosebumps. So she says it stretches these things out. There are wings. She said, I know what I'm talking about they were wings then the wings pointed straight up so now it's like you raise you lift your arms up to your sides there and now you lift them straight up so the wings are going straight up and the thing turns to look straight at her and then it like just jettisons upward through the ceiling, through whatever. It just goes upward like if something yanked it up. Now, we've heard this type of thing before where these things are just like lifted up, it seems like. There was no sound, no nothing. So this thing goes straight up. It doesn't go outside the door. It it just goes straight up. So... If it was going to go through her ceiling, that's what happened. But she's saying, while the thing looked like it was a person, like it had substance, obviously it wasn't because it went through the ceiling. And she stood there. She doesn't know for how long. And she was so afraid to go back upstairs because she thought... This thing went through the ceiling, and now it might be upstairs. So I'm not going there. So what she did was she got her keys, her car keys, from her little cubby there in the kitchen, and she went out of the garage and got in her car and did not go back in the house. That's how scared she was. The other thing about this is that her little dog never barked she said the dog did not bark even though it was right at her side during all of this so her and her dog go in her car and did not go back in the house all night for the rest of the night she says that she turned on the light in the garage got in her car locked her doors and tried to go to sleep in there all the while thinking what was that i just saw was it my imagination is there something wrong with me did i really see this thing if i did what was it and why did i see it so that is um that is really something to think about i have heard kind of like similar stories I have heard about things seemingly like they were yanked up by something and things like this I have heard about people seeing things that they couldn't describe in their house and things like this but why did that dog not bark that's that's one of the main things And that's why she's starting to question herself. Like, okay, dogs, animals, they have a sense. They can see things that we can't see. See, they they know things that we don't know as far as they can hear things and uh, see things. So why didn't that dog bark? So while she's second-guessing herself, I really don't think that she should and uh, i i believe that she did actually see what she says that she saw there are so many things at this time coming in and out of portals and things like this that there are more like there are more reports these things are being reported all the time one of the questions though that I get a lot from people who have similar experiences like this are, well, how come I've lived here for over a year or for however long I've lived here and nothing's happened before? We've never had anything happen before at all. Well, there are many reasons for that. One of the reasons I believe that these type of things are happening more and more these days, which we have discussed in the past, is that there are, because of fear. Fear, um, like hopelessness, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of negative energy. People are unsure of certain things, which adds to all of this type of energy, which I truly believe is able to open certain doorways. And also, depending on the levels of fear, it can actually attract certain things. I'm not saying that this person is fearful about anything. Although, if I was married to somebody in law enforcement, I might be worried a lot of the time. If this person is safe, if this person's even going to come home in the morning. So these are all things to take into consideration. As well as these um, people in law enforcement, who knows what they encounter? And I'm not talking about entities. I'm talking just about the people that they encounter. When you stop and think about the the types of individuals that they are out there day to day it's been a lot at night dealing with it's not surprising to me that something like this happened although i'm going to tell you it is unsettling it makes you think to yourself well how about like when i go to sleep tonight you're so vulnerable When you're in your jammies, when it's nighttime and you're like in your bed and stuff like that, that's prime time for these type of things. So we just have to wait and see if anything else happens, anything at all, even the smallest thing. I had to tell her the smallest thing that happens that is out of the ordinary, that gets her attention, She has got to come forward, and then we'll be able to get help for her. It's difficult at this time because now you're like, all right, because now you're on high alert. Is it my imagination? Did I really hear this? Has this really been moved? Is this really happening? So, it sure wouldn't hurt, though, to... I'm not saying to be a like alarmist, but if I thought that something was happening or, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling a certain way. Like I feel something, I hear something. I would definitely just go ahead and reach out for help. And this time of year, guys, don't think that oh, this is the Christmas season and everything is just peachy because this season is actually a very occultic season coming up and that we're we're in. So, um, you know, all of the Christmas songs and all that stuff and all of the, they sing about the Christmas cheer and all this and that. Well, there's a lot that goes on during this time of year. And um, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but it's not the season that we've been led to believe it is. There is a lot of occultism in this Christmas, every Christmas season. That's That's just how it is. It's been twisted, it's been corrupted through the years, and there have been certain things added into this season to make us accept it and just feel that, oh, this is the way it's, you know, so wonderful and it's supposed to be and so on. But a lot of things during the years, during the centuries, have twisted so that we have been fooled, we have been lied to, and that way we can be part of these type of things. The more energy I mean, that's what's necessary for certain things to happen. So that's why this has been corrupted. Just like Easter. You know, all this stuff we'll get into later on. I'm sure that many of you are already aware of this. So we'll discuss it a little bit, you know, a little bit later. We'll discuss it at length. But anyhow, um, the other thing that I want to talk about, once again, you know, the whole UFO thing is not what I'm really interested in. But every once in a while, I get someone who starts asking questions about it that, hmm, you know, it it makes me think now. Now I have to take a second look at this, what, uh, what has happened or what's been said to happen. I heard about this before, I've seen this on some different uh, documentaries and I can't tell you when this happened. I want to say it was in the 1800s, but I'm not sure. It could have been in the 1900s. Even though I'm pretty sure it was a long time ago. So there was a, it's said now that there was a UFO crash That happened in Texas. I want to say in the 1800s, but I could be wrong. It is also said that there was a body recovered out of this crash. And uh, the whole town, I guess, was in an uproar about this. And then you had these, you know, like the looky-loos, I guess, who wanted to come out and take a look, and there was a interest in this. I don't know. We've got some people saying it was a hoax, it never happened, but then you've got people saying, oh, no, this really happened, and there are some historians in this area who have documented this and so on. So I, I really don't know. But all right, so this is all like speculation. We we don't know because one of the reasons is because apparently they're saying that this being who its body was recovered out of this crash, they buried this being in an unmarked grave because they didn't want anyone coming and trying to dig it up later on and all of this stuff. They just wanted to get rid of the looky-loo factor. So they buried this in an unmarked grave somewhere in Texas. So, like I said, you've got the people who say it was a hoax, this never happened, it was just all for like some kind of publicity deal. But then, of course, you've got the people saying, no, this is a fact. See, and one of the reasons why we don't know is because it's an unmarked grave that supposedly this thing was buried in. So, my what the, the questions that I have been asked about this and what got me thinking is because when this happened, it seems that all of a sudden. Men in black appeared. I don't know to what extent, all right. I don't know if they questioned a hundred people, I don't know if they questioned the people who were witness to this and who buried this entity in the unmarked grave. See, these are things that I am not aware of, but. There are too many, and some of them very credible people, who say that after this, men in black appeared. So the questions that I'm being asked are, okay, so if this thing was a hoax, why did the men in black appear after that? Which is a very good question. If it's made up, If it's a prank, if it's just a tall tale, why did they appear? These these type of um, entities only appear after these, uh, like, UFO flaps, certain things happen where there are witnesses... And the witnesses have been contacted by these men in black. And everyone who has ever had an encounter with these MIB always have described them the same way. And this goes way back. They have always been described the same way. Of course, these days, it's much easier to just go ahead and be a copy, you know, a copycat. Because we have many more people coming forward and it's really easy to read about them and all this other stuff. So it would be really easy for me to come forward these days and say, Oh yeah, I saw a man in black and they were really white and pasty and so on. So it's more difficult now to even, I'm not going to say take them seriously, but like part of me is like, well, I don't know. I I do take the phenomenon seriously. But all, every single report, I don't know. It's too easy now to just piggyback on other people's stories and say, oh yeah, I had an encounter with them. So, it just makes you wonder. And then the other thing, you know, once, once I was, um, approached with some of these questions, well, yeah, then why did men in black appear after this and that incident and so on? Yeah. It makes me wonder also now that you brought it to my attention, but then I started thinking many things, all right, that we hear about are discredited. You have the skeptics or um, even more than skeptics, even unbelievers, coming and saying, uh, oh, well, this could have been done by doing this and that, and they try to discredit the whole thing. Just like, all right, let's go to the crop circles. Crop circles have been, I mean, this has been going on for so long, and then you got these People who say, oh, yeah, we can make crop circles and they go out there with these wooden things and they go ahead and smash them down. You've seen them on TV, how they can make a crop circle and so on. Well, that's possible. All right. I know it's possible. You can get out there with something and make a crop circle. But I don't believe that all of the crop circles that have been spotted around the world have been the work of humans. Especially when there's nothing there. And then two hours later, there's this intricate set of circles that are connected to each other. And just, I mean, it's going to take you much longer to make these crop circles in the crude way that they're going to show you. How it's done on TV and on these documentaries that try to debunk crop circles. Not to mention... In the real crop circles, they say that the blades of hay or whatever they are, are not bent like they are when people have done them. They're not, they don't have creases in them. It's done by another means. So my mind goes to that. Yeah, they try to discredit it, like they try to steer you're thinking in a different direction. Why? Just like, all right, The Men in Black. Once we start talking about that and they start uh, saying and asking me questions about, okay, well, then why, you know, The Men in Black and so on, I start thinking about the movies. Yeah, you know what? The Men in Black, the movie, the first one came out like sometime in the 90s. And it was right before the first movie came out that these type of entities started coming to the attention of a lot of um, UFO researchers and people like this. It's like, yeah, you know, that sure is funny. Not only that, but the movie, the Men in Black franchise, didn't come out and make this like a, oh, I don't know the word I'm like a serious type of deal. Like even something you would have seen on the X-Files. They came out and made the movies, the Men in Black movies, like a sort of comedy type of thing. So in a way, these movies in my opinion, kind of um, diminished any credibility or it was an attempt to diminish the credibility of this phenomenon of people who have reportedly seen these things and encountered these things. A lot of people who have seen these movies are just like, oh, yeah, well, did they have these little creatures and did they, you know, spit this goo on you and all this other stuff? Because you think of that, the song of the Men in Black and you think of Will Smith and stuff like that. So it kind of, to me now, I'm not saying that this is how it truly is, but to me, it kind of, Turn your head in a different direction on the way you think of these things. Why do people have real encounters, okay, or report encounters with men in black after maybe seeing the black-eyed children, after the UFO flaps, after certain other things, and told, oh, um... You don't need to continue researching this subject. We're going to take care of it. And not only have they been told this, but they've been told this in a way that seemed to be like some kind of a veiled threat where they felt uh, kind of intimidated by these entities. I really don't know what they are, but I, I do believe that this is a real phenomenon. So it seems to me that actually the movie, the Men in Black movie, being that they made it all campy and kind of like comedy-wise and all this stuff, kind of gives it credibility to me. It doesn't take it away because then, like I said, I stop and think, yeah, why do they come out and do this? If you go and look, I'm going to say the, the early to mid-90s and see what was going on as far as the UFO sightings, the UFO encounters, even some abductions, the reports of people starting to see the black-eyed kids and things like this, and then... All of a sudden, you've got this uh, report of Men in Black, which was nothing new, but it just became like more people were looking into this. More people were reporting this. Then you get these movies coming out, like making fun of it. Like, oh, it's just a joke, guys. Nothing to see. Just carry on with their lives. No, it's going to make me take another look. Like, there's something definitely going on here. Whenever they... and whoever they are, I really don't know. Maybe it's uh, something to do with... Uh, I mean, it, some kind of space program. Some agency who deals with this type of thing. So whenever people start seeking knowledge about certain things, or so seeking truth whatever, these agencies may feel a little bit like, oh, they're getting a little too close. Let's go ahead and make fun of it. Let's go ahead and turn it around and into a joke. Because think about it. You're going to be taking, now you got to go back to when the movies first started coming out. I'm just going to say 1995. Okay. I'm not sure because I've never really been into those movies, but When those movies started coming out, if you would have, back then, just say 1995, come out and say, I had an encounter with men in black and there were two of them and I saw a UFO one night and I was starting to make a journal and this UFO, like, I communicated with it somehow. And then these men come and tell me to stop writing about it. Or I might be sorry. See, everybody would have made fun of you. They would have said, oh, yeah, well, was it Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith? And were they wearing black suits? So at that time, I believe that it worked. Whatever reason they did it for, and I believe it was to discredit the whole phenomenon, it worked. Nowadays, people are starting to come out of that because... There are more things going on that we can see that they would have said, oh, you're crazy back then. Now we know that maybe that's not the case. Maybe there really are things happening like this. Now that the interest has made a resurgence and we know that these movies are just what they are called. They're movies, but a lot of times there's an agenda. All right? And a lot of it is a discredit agenda, a disinfo agenda, uh, whatever you want to call it. So that's, I mean, that's just thinking. When you're able, and I've said this many times, and I'm not saying this because I think I'm special or I'm just so intelligent or anything like that, but when you're able, when you have the ability to think outside of that little container that we've been put into. You'll see things differently. I've always been able to look at things from a different perspective. Actually, from many different perspectives because it's a good thing to try to get a multi-faceted view of Everything. And then when you start putting the pieces together, you come up with your own thought on things. And that's when you stop believing the the main narrative that they have created for everyone to follow along with. And it's not difficult. I mean, come on, if it was that difficult, I wouldn't be able to do it. It has to usually go around the sun a few times for me to get it. You know, like, I don't grasp things right away. Takes me a while. But once you do, it opens up other things for you. Then you have a critical eye. Then you start becoming a critical thinker. And you know that I'm going to say... The majority of the things that you see on TV, especially the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, things like this, are all just a bunch of lies. Because you just, now you, you just have that alert system. You know, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to look into this for myself. I'm going to dissect this myself. When I do this, I don't tell people what I'm doing. I just do it. And once I'm confident, that's when I will speak out about it. And I do this maybe once a week. We have a discussion on things. And I will speak out about... Whatever it is that we have been looking into. As well as when other people will speak out about something in ways that I never thought about. I'm like, oh, you know what? I never looked at it that way. So I go back and then I I look because you learn from just about everybody that you meet. You could learn something. So then I'll take a look. If it... If it seems that uh, okay, well that's like a crazy idea or that just doesn't fit. it fits with part of it, but not with the whole thing, because I'm a critical thinker. But um, that's that's something that I have um, always been. It's just now, you know, I've, I've always been that way even when I was a kid, but it's just now because later as you gain more wisdom, as you see more things and you're able to sort out a lot of the lies from the truth, that it just becomes, you know, it becomes much easier for you to do. It's easy for me to do now. But like I said, I doesn't make me like the smartest individual on the planet because I am not. If I was, I wouldn't be um, doing the job that I do. It's fun, but it's not, you know, not something that I probably should have chose for myself. But anyways, well, it's a, a boring subject. But I'm glad that I can do it. I mean, I'm glad that I can But anyways, um, that's about all that I've got for today. I have a really interesting subject that I want to talk about, but I haven't been able to look into it. And so um, I'm going to try for Monday. But as of today, which is Friday, December 3rd, Victoria Kennedy is going to be here on Sunday she's going to be in the shack with me and we are going to come on and discuss some things and I've got some questions from listeners to ask her that are really good. I mean, there is a couple of really good ones. So um anything happens and she's not able to make it, I will still come on. But um might not be until Monday so if I'm not on Sunday that's why it's because she couldn't make it I'm hoping that she's able to because also besides her being in the shack with me she's the only person that will go with me to Panera nobody likes Panera so when she comes down then that's when I get to go I don't want to go there by myself I'm like we're going to Panera you know and she's like yeah that's cool Anyone else I asked are like, oh, I don't wanna to go to Panera. Man, come on. <laughs> so I'll either be talking to you Sunday or Monday, alright guys? So once again, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really do appreciate it. And um I appreciate every one of you. So it's not too late to send me any questions that you want to ask Victoria, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. I love hearing from you. Be talking soon. Ciao.